You're listening to a Southern Lakes exclusive roundtable interview with the lovely Golden Brooks. Golden Brooks speaks about her role in BET Her's waiting room film, A Lone Look in the Mirror. A Lone Look in the Mirror is a film directed by actress Vanessa Bell Calloway, and it tells the story of a broken mother-daughter relationship tested to the limits after the youth-obsessed mother receives a cancer diagnosis and struggles to cope with the disease. Thanks for tuning in to Southern Lace Exclusive Roundtable. I hope you all enjoy. Stay laced. Okay, um, special thanks to you, Golden, for taking time out to, you know, chat it up with us. We know you're busy. You have a lot going on. So this is, like, the most wonderful opportunity. I wanted to thank you, basically, for Girlfriends, because this is, like, Girlfriends, to me, was everything. You know, with everything going on in our community and stuff like that, you know, I've been following you over the years, and to have a sisterhood like that, to show us that, you know, it's always good to be, you know, positive, and, you know, it's always good to love each other and have each other's back no matter what. That meant a lot because, you know, there's so much going on around us. So I wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, I, I, it, I, I, when I hear people talk about how much girlfriends meant to, meant to them, it literally just, it warms my heart. And it just, I mean, just knowing that even now with it being on Netflix and, you know, having this rebirth, it's, it's literally being reintroduced and sort of newly being introduced to a community of people. So it, it feels good to, for it to still be so prevalent and real for people 20 years later. Yeah. Awesome. It's really been 20 years. <laughs> Girl, look, I, that's what they say. But when I look in the mirror, I don't see it. <laughs> right. I mean, you look great. <laughs> 20 years. Wow. Girl, I know. I, I'm like, we crazy when you think about it it really is wow it's really been that long okay i'm gonna get to my question um a look in the mirror is basically a film that's featured on bet's waiting room season two which is directed mm-hmm. by the lovely vanessa bell calloway she is awesome by the way what was yes. it like working alongside of her Oh, gosh, she's just such a great creative leader, you know, and, and, you know, she also, I have to give um, just credit and love to BET, BET Her, for using their platform uh, to, to present these, these great movies and to, to celebrate this, the breast cancer awareness initiative by, by shedding light on this. And um, Vanessa Bell Calloway is a breast cancer survivor herself. So, um, I think this was really close to her heart as well. And for the story to be told in a very authentic way. And, um, and I've, I've just always loved her as an actor. I always feel like actors do make the best directors because one, they just, they know actors, you know, and they, they know what, what, um, you know, they know what, what actors need. And I also think that she just was so close to this topic and, and she's just such a strong force that I just trusted her throughout the whole process, even with my bald head. <laughs> it, was makeup. it was makeup, it was makeup and a great prosthetic scene. But, you know, that, that was, you know, that these scenes are not easy. You know, they weren't easy. Okay. Um, let's talk waiting room. Okay, waiting room, it basically tackles topics from breast cancer awareness and mental health. Tell us why you think it is so important for us to find different ways, uh, not just to break um, the boundaries for mental health, but all health barriers in our community. You know, that's a really good question. Um, And you're right. The first portion of the waiting room uh, was mental health awareness. And I think that, I think mental health 
and breast cancer are two epidemics, uh, health epidemics that, that really have hit the black community, specifically black women. Um, the percentage of black women who suffer from schizophrenia and other bipolar uh, disorders is very high. Um, why it affects black women? You know, a lot of experts say it's hereditary. A lot of it is systemic, just tra- trauma to the, to the psyche that causes this. Um, and I think it's, it's especially with what's going on in our country. And I think with black people as a whole, that a lot of mental illness does stem from sort of the systemic, uh, sensation of just constant trauma. And, um, that affects people underestimate the effect of what, um, an everyday sort of, of beating down mentally can do to your, to your psychic, your psyche and your mental health. Um, in terms of um, breast cancer, I, I think that we as black women, and I don't know why, and I included, um, we think that we don't need to go to the doctor, you know, and our OBGYN needs to be our best friend. And, you know, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Well, we've got to get ready. You know, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, meaning that if you stay ready with your mental health, get in front of it before it becomes an issue, meaning, you know, get your early mammograms, um, early prevention, early detection. Um, if you feel something that doesn't quite feel normal, even if it's not overly alarming, it's better to get ahead of it and make those regular uh, gynecological appointments. Um, you know, we, we, as black women, we hold a lot in and uh, breast cancer has been linked to a lot of stress. A lot of black women who get breast cancer don't smoke. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just holding in and harboring a lot of stuff. And we, as black women do, we hold a lot. We have a lot on us. And so because of that, um, it's important to, to get ahead of, of this stuff and, and, and get in, get on top of your health as we stay on top of our hair. Cause we do. Um, right. We need to stay on time because we will we will go up into some hair salons and make sure our hair is right. But yeah, we will make an appointment at our gynecologist's office to make sure everything's exactly. going on. There are you know checking our breasts as long as they look we look cute. And I think that was what was so appealing to me about this particular character because she was all about her looks, trying to stay young. It prevented her from having a real connection with her daughter. The man she loved was much younger than her. You know, I don't want to give too much away, but you know that's you know. Sick is not sexy. Sick is not cute. Being sick is not cute or desirable. And I think as women as a whole, not just black women, women as a whole, it's hard for us to not be desirable to a man. Um, It's a bigger, bigger topic than this. That's something that I feel is a a really big dynamic in terms of of women, especially women as we we get older, um, you know, hanging on to that little bit of desirability that we have left. Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you're yeah. next. Well, um, hi, um, Golden. My name is Hi, I'm with Swagger Magazine, and um, just listening to those um, great questions that she just asked you, I just wanted to, and oh, also I want to tell you, I just, I love the girlfriends, but I, I just love all your movies. They're awesome. Oh, thank so. you, girl. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, 
that's my my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's not for kids. I know you're young and everything. You know that's not for children. No, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that one. I just love you Thank in that one. You. You, you did a great job Thank in that. But I I just wanted to roll it off for some of her questions and just ask you. Um, speaking of how we need to take care of ourselves, and um, I agree with you when you say we as Black women hold a lot of things in. So how do you practice your self care um, after a press run and keep yourself motivated? Oh, yeah. I mean, because we're in a climate where it's, it's you know, it's challenging. Um, we're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of so many things. But even pre-COVID, I think we as women and me as a Black woman in this, this, this business, as a Black mm-hmm. woman in this society, as a Black woman being a mother of a, of a little, of a Black child, a young Black mm-hmm. girl, um, you know, there's a lot of weight on that. Um, and I think for me and keeping my sanity because sanity equates, uh, health, you know, if your mind's not right, nothing else works. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's most important. I, you know, I try to get up and I, I, I do my meditation. I do my prayer. I'm working right now on this prayer book right now that I, that I work in each morning and with gratitude and all kinds of different um, exercises that it takes me through just to hold myself and my emotions accountable. Because even though my life, you know, look, I don't care who you are. There's going to be pieces of your life that you just want to change. And whatever that mm-hmm. is, you, we got to gotta work on it. And um, mm-hmm. so I know for me, what I'm working on, um, I won't go into that because that's a whole other thing. But, you know, so I do that and so I can make better emotional choices throughout the day. Because if I don't start okay. the top of my day right, you know, I, you know, if I'm in bad traffic and I, you know, give a driver the middle finger, which I get, I get road rage. I'm not going to lie. But that all mm-hmm. affects my day. You know? <laughs> right. yeah, it affects my day. And, and then it affects my day. Mommy, what's wrong with you? And if people underestimate the power of a reaction to something because it sets the tone for the rest of your day. So I really am trying to, to start it out and make better just emotional choices, no matter how big, how small, just making better emotional choices. Um, but yeah, but I think that's where it starts, like just making making a conscious effort to mm-hmm. to just be a better person. And then, you know, like staying on top of my health and that kind of thing as well. Okay, awesome. So, okay, and then my last question to you is, what advice can you give an aspiring middle-aged actress? <laughs> Oh, middle age. Yeah, honey, that was emphasized on that middle aged <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus. I don't know. Girl, look, look, just girl, stay with it. Use that eye cream. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think, um, no, but for real, though, do use the eye cream. Like, that's not a joke. For real, use the eye cream. <laughs> no, but um, honestly, I, you know, if I were just starting now, and we're not going to say the age I'm about to be in a month or so, because, you know, we, we don't, people can Google it. It's but beautiful. I think, yeah, oh, thank you. But I think if I were starting now at this point in my career and didn't mm-hmm. have sort of that back cushion of girlfriends and the other things that I've done, I mean, I think mm-hmm. basically, I think acting, acting is one of those, one of those uh, professions where you really are portraying real walks of life. So there are women in their mid-40s, there are women in their 50s, there are women in their 60s. I mean, it really doesn't change much. You still have to have the same conviction and perseverance as you would as if you were 17 or 20. You know, it doesn't really 
change, whether you're 45, 25, 55, 65, you're still going to get told no, and you're still going to get told yes. So no matter what that is, you within yourself have to build from somewhere. Uh, I would say, you know, um, it's never too late to get into an acting class. It's never too late to to do a workshop. It's never too late to send out headshots to some of the best casting agents out there. It's never too late to pick up a phone call and ask someone to help you. It's never too late. If God gives you eyesight in the morning and breath to breathe, he's telling you it's not too late. So I just think you, whatever that is for you, it's like I had a boyfriend years ago and he was 10 years older than me then at the time. And he was like, well, I'm a little older. I'm I'm 38, but I, I want to be an archaeologist. It's too late for me to go back to school and get a master's. I'm like, no, it's not. Do it. I pushed him. And he was literally like two years ago, he was on the cover of National Geographic for being mm-hmm. one of the most profound archaeologists. And, and you know, he's much older now. But mm. the thing is, you just can't put limits on yourself. And I know it's harder said than done. But um, we just really have to just be our own, our own cheerleader, be our own curator of our lives. And try to be as, as, as proactive as you can. I know it's hard, especially in the world of acting, because you, you're depending on someone to give you a job. It's not a job where you mm-hmm. can go in and, you know, your credentials are right and you get the job. No, acting, there's many people that are just as good as you. And, and so that's where you have to get that spiritual thing going. And you just have to say, God, you've got to help me, you know, help me stay the course. Help me to wake up mm-hmm. tomorrow and do it all over again. So that's, that's what I would say, just the perseverance and being proactive. And the ice okay. cream. Uh, definitely the ice cream. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I just want you to know I'm on season four of Girlfriends. Oh, FYI. okay, girl. Are me and Darnell getting along or we're not getting along? What 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 me and Darnell oh, doing? Listen, he's breaking up with the new boo. That's what he's doing Ooh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Go on. What'd you say? I was saying this morning, I caught you on the Rick and Sasha show, and it was so oh, nice. <laughs> you talked about lashes and lace fronts, you know, at the beginning Girl. of the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, honey. Those are the, those, that, that's important stuff, lashes and lace fronts. Those, those are the two yes. most important things. Shoot. Yes, <laughs> and that reminded me so much of your character, Maya, on Girlfriend, so it made me want to ask. How much of your own personality did you incorporate into that creation of Maya? Oh, girl, I think so much of it. you got to have a little bit in there, right? Because it's got to right. be as fun and organic and real as possible. You know, because I, you know, my mom growing up, I hate when I, you know, no one wants to hear a long mom story. But I have to say this. I just, my mom had a one, she had several nicknames for me, but one of them was my little funny face. And not like I was a funny face, but like. Funny face, meaning I was always making her laugh. And, you know, my mom worked very hard. She, you know, worked a couple of different jobs and, you know, she was while going to school. And so sometimes she'd be tired. She'd come home. But I was always making up little skits and creating little different voices. And just she would just laugh. And, you know, I think it was sort of a I learned early how to use humor to, you know, kind of get through some, you know, maybe not so amazing times. And no one wants to see their mom sad or and so to make her laugh, it just would make me laugh. And I just realized the power and the gift of laughter. And I think, I think, and then, you know, just that whole, 
I mean, Maya was very sassy, very forthright, very much like, mm-hmm, this is this is the way I do things. So, and I think we've all known a girl like that, and she's, you know, I, I always say she's, um, she's like that in that song, the LL Cool J song. She's a girl at the bus stop sucking on a lollipop, and it was important for me. Um, when I was cast in that character, like just talking to Mara Brocka Kill, creator of the show, it was important for me to show the humanity of that black woman. Uh, we, you know, Joan was a specific black woman. Uh, Tony was as well, and so was Lynn. And I, I felt like that, that, that Maya, all the Mayas of the world, and there are a lot of them out there. And us, I'm part, I'm one of them. You know, we just get up, we do it the same every day, we work hard, and we take care of our family, and we get it done by any means necessary. So it was important for me to give that voice humanity and humor. Because, shoot, at the end of the day, we're funny. Black women, we're funny. Sex. <laughs> yes. So, furthering the conversation about embodiment, let's talk about your newest character airing on BET, um, Look Into the Mirror. Much like Maya, that personality wore wigs, but from scarring, um, reasoning such as breast cancer and seeing you standing there ravaging the tears with a bald head that was surreal how did you prepare for that role that thing which seems so much more complex than your than your uh normal role yeah i mean thank you for that um yeah i think as an actor it's it's important as an actor to really try and challenge yourself and your emotional arsenal and being able to use a lot of those emotions that we keep tucked and suppressed down in there, but readily available for when those roles come up. And I think as an actor, no matter how you're trained, I mean, I was trained Stanislavski. Um, I went to UC Berkeley and Sarah Lawrence. And so my uh, professors, um, we were, I was taught the old school way where you, you really take something that has happened in your life, or even if it's, if you haven't gone through that experience, you take, you take some emotion and you put that re- that real and that honesty into what this character is going through. And so you transfer those emotions. And I felt like for that character, um, you know, I mean, we all have pain. We all have something that has pained us in our life. And, and, and I mean, I'm sure each of us on this phone right now can, can open up a certain room in our mind and our spirit that'll take us there. And I think, um, and that's what I use as an actor is to, to go into that room, which is not easy because that's why those feelings are there. But, um, but you know, you have to, you have to, you have to make it as honest and, and real as possible and authentic. And so that's what that meant for me. And, and, you know, for women, not just black women, but women, our hair is our, our crown is our, our desirability, you know, and to lose that. Um, now we had a really great hair and makeup team, prosthetic team, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's very, um, humbling and very to be stripped of what you deem yourself, you know, the highest level of beauty is your hair. I mean, yeah, that was that scene right there, just seeing that visually and knowing that is someone's reality. Um, and that, that, that's not easy. And that's, um, and, and you can be angry. You're like people say, "Oh, you shouldn't be angry." No, you know, you're when you're sick. I mean, you do. You want to blame. You're angry, whether it's God or your child. Like you want to blame. Like how dare this happen to me? How dare I lose my hair? How dare me to have to go through this? You know, it's it's an anger, and you're mourning the loss of who you were, and you're angry at why me? You know, you're a victim of your own life, and I think when you're you're deemed a certain 
type of beauty, which I think this character was very attached to the way she looked and youth and wanting to stay young. And it prevented her from having a real connection with her daughter that I think getting sick sort of brought her back full circle to everything, even within her own uh, self-worth. But sometimes you have to go through the ugly to get to the, to the light. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. Just God bless you, uh, Golden. Thank you so much. And, you know, you guys, thank you so much for, for still just, you know, keeping keeping our stories relevant and for interviewing us. And, and I just appreciate you taking the time. I really do. And thank, yes, you, thank you so much, much for taking time out because we, we all know you're a busy woman. So. Oh, well, no, this is what it's about. <laughs> this is what it's about. I mean, you can't be too busy to to give, you know, give shine and give um, respect to what you guys do, the journalists, without the stories out there. You know, I mean, it's important. All of it matters. Okay, well, this concludes our exclusive Southern Lace Roundtable interview with the lovely Golden Brooks. Thanks oh, to Slide and Magazine and Interrupted Blogs for joining Southern Lace to make this a success. I'm wishing you all love, light, and prosperity now and in the future. Stay late and stay blessed. Bye, y'all. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.